I will say with human design, it gives you this full permission to just go in your own direction and just say, you know what, I can just go in that direction and I don't have to understand even the next step. I don't have to be able to explain this to anyone and I don't have to go in a linear direction. Hey there, and welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur, investor, and business coach for ambitious women who are boldly taking their business to the next level. And I believe that building a successful business isn't about working 24-7 just to merely meet a revenue goal. What it does take is a unique blend of dedication to purpose, courageous action, and frequently sheer will to overcome the odds that lead to meaningful impact and experiencing a life well-lived. In each episode, you'll get to know the women and men who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of success and failure that have made them incredible leaders and the magic they gift the world with. As you're listening, and I hope finding value, don't forget to share the Tribe of Leaders podcast with all of your other entrepreneurial friends and to follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to bring today to you somebody very special. Her name is Missy Campbell, and she helps business owners with their social media and Pinterest, but she has a very unique twist in how she helps her clients in that she uses human design to help them grow and succeed. I was introduced to human design I think four or five years ago, Missy. And we just, you know, we're chatting before you record, when we started recording. I think it's so super cool. But before we dive into that, share with everybody, first of all, welcome to the show, but share with everybody a little bit about you and who you are and what makes you so magically unique. Oh, thank you, Emmy. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I started in the online space in late 2015 in natural living. And then I signed up for some, you know, business type online courses and I kept meeting entrepreneurs and they would ask me, how did you build your Instagram? How did you build your website? You know, like I just had done all these things. And so I kind of evolved into the business strategy space over the course of about a year. And it's been amazing. And then I did come across human design in 2020. And it's like one of those things, you know, how things just keep popping up. It's like, why do I keep seeing that thing? What is this? And finally, you're like, okay, fine. I'm going to find out what this is. So that was human design for me. 2020, I just felt like it was everywhere. And it just kept showing up for me. I was like, okay, I guess I'll see what this is. And I looked up my human design and I just felt immediately seen and understood exactly as I am. And then in 2020, I signed up to become a certified reader. And it was amazing because being in the business strategy space, it's like so logical and linear. And I was really excited to have this sort of expansive, open, more spiritual way of seeing business. And I just had noticed by learning my human design that I had already been applying so much of it in how I was doing my business. It's like, wow, this is something that people could use and they could just abandon all of the things that they hear that aren't appropriate for them immediately. They just will know if they're in tune with their design that, you know, all of these strategies and step-by-step things and that will never work for a majority of people. They work for a certain segment of people 
and they won't work for anybody else. And so just allowing people to really simplify, strip away, let go of everything that's not meant for them and really step into a place of running their business from feeling good, you know, expansive. And I just, I loved being able to incorporate more of a spiritual way of approaching business that I think speaks to the soul in that the step-by-step stuff just can never do. Right. Well, and I think like, that's why there's so many successful online coaches, programs, courses that like you see that, you know, somebody, you know, there's a small segment of people that not only do the work, but have this tremendous instantaneous success because it's, that's what works for them. Like that's where that like click was. Right. And then there's this other large percentage of people who they're doing the work, but it still doesn't click because it's not who they are. It's not really where they're aligned. And I'm not even going to talk about the people who buy the stuff and then don't do it because that's a whole nother population. (laughs) I'd love to, before we dive into human design and what it is to your experience in kind of evolving in your business isn't atypical for an entrepreneur, right? You're doing the thing that you kind of love and people start asking you how you're doing it. What was that like for you? Did you have imposter syndrome at some point? You know, yeah. No, I really didn't. I actually have a lot of, I'm a Leo in astrology. So I do have like a lot of self-confidence. My husband's like, you never feel like that, do you? I'm like, no, I never feel like that. Like feelings of unworthiness. I'm like, no, I don't feel like that. (laughs) So I think it's easier for me in that sense, you know, because that's very inherent to who I am. But I will say, you know, with human design, you know, even before I knew about human design, yes, it did come naturally to me. But I will say with human design, it gives you this full permission to just go in your own direction and just say, you know what? I can just go in that direction and I don't have to understand even the next step. I don't have to be able to explain this to anyone and I don't have to go in a linear direction. I can change my mind. I can do multiple things at once. So to me, no matter what your human design or astrology, sun or moon or rising sign are, I think, you know, we all have permission to be exactly as we are. And to me, that's the most powerful thing. And that's how I've run my business. It's like, no, I'm not going to, even though I teach social media, I actually don't post on social media for my business. And that's actually part of my, my, and I never have, never for my service base, never for this business, part of my business. For my natural living stuff, yes, that's how I develop my social media. Mm -hmm. Um, But since I've been a business strategist, which is my full-time business now, I've never posted on social media about what I do. And that's, I wasn't doing that before I knew about human design. And I continue not to do it because in my human design, my profile is a four, six, the four is a networker. And so I just need to make one-on-one connections with people. I don't need to blast things out. I don't need to inform a lot of people. I need to make one-on-one human connections with people. And that's how I build my business. So I've just taken that to heart and I don't feel guilty at all. I don't even think about posting on social media. (laughs) I don't blog. I don't have a podcast. I don't create any content and that, but that's in my human design. So I think that is where it allows us to just do what it says that we came here to do. And 
once you learn your human design, you will feel seen and recognized in the deepest sense. You know, all of these quirks and things that you were like, is that normal? Maybe it's true that I should stop doing that. You'll be like, nope, that's exactly what I came here to do. And I'm not going to stop doing any of that. I'm going to actually do more of it. That's really the power of, you know, kind of going in your own direction. And the thing about human design, there is no good or bad. There's no judgment. So all of the energies are needed and we all need to bring that energy out into the world so that we can all elevate each other. Yeah. So it's like a selfish selflessness in a way, because by you being your full self, you contribute to the perfect completeness of the collective. That is so cool. Let's talk about what human design is, because it's not just like this astrological piece. Like there's actually three, if I remember correctly, three components that are kind of mixed together. Yeah. And if anyone needs to look up their human design, I would go to jovianarchive.com. I know my body graph is good too, but it can be a little bit overwhelming for a beginner, unless you really are like, I want to dive all in. I want to know everything. But for for a beginner. I have the, my body graph one and I like like it's 10 pages for the report. So if you just want to snip it, definitely go to my Jovial. It's Jovian, jovianarchive.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the links in the show notes for both of them. So, but depending yes. on who you are. Oh my God, I can't think of it. I've had other readings done that I've had, you know, reports. So this was like the third one that was like, oh, that's so cool. And it's really informative, but let's talk about what, like what it is and how yeah. human design works so that for our our listeners here who have never heard of it, we can kind of bring them on board because I think it's so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, in the most basic sense, it's a compilation of four ancient traditions. So it brings together astrology, the chakra system, Kabbalah, and the I Ching. So all very ancient ways of, I call self-awareness. So it's human design is a self-awareness tool. It was channeled by a man, Ra-Uruhu, in the 80s, 1980s, believe it or not. He is not no longer with us. But really amazing. I know people who are, you know, experts in astrology and chakra systems, and they cannot believe how this could possibly incorporate all of these things and be so spot on. Yeah, I've done readings with people who are, you know, 20-year astrologers, and they're like, wow. <laughs> how it can bring all of those things together and be so accurate. So it is really, it's nothing to believe in. It's not, I feel like sometimes if you start typing it, it's like, is human design a cult? We'll be like, like Google will pop it up, but there's nothing to believe in. It's simply energetic feelings. So to me, the most important piece is about connecting with others, being aware of ourselves and appreciating and accepting ourselves so that we can also accept others exactly as they are. And I feel like the world would be such a beautiful place if we all could do that. And I love that Ra Uruhu said, human design is for the children. Because, and Emmy, before we started recording, we were looking at your chart and you right. know, you have a lot of undefined centers. And I was just, we were talking about conditioning our parents, you know, how they have influenced what we feel like we should and shouldn't be doing. And so when he says that it's for the children, it's really, we are the generation who can begin to, you know, internalize this. And then we can be ready when our children, when we're raising our children to apply this, to raising them in a way that we avoid conditioning other people because we all did come here perfectly complete. 
we know what we need to do. We know what we came here to do. And we just need to give our children the space to be exactly as they are. And of course, to support them and do what parents need to do. But to me that I have four kids and that's been powerful. And Mm -hmm. I have, you're a projector. I have a son who's a projector who also only has two defined centers. And then I'm a manifesting generator with seven defined centers. So I have a very big presence, you know, like, and I'm like really clear and opinionated about things. And so I have to, the two of us, my son and I are buddies like crazy. We have almost the exact opposite chart. The two centers he has defined are the two I have undefined. So we literally, when we lay them on top, we are like a complete thing. And it's interesting because I have to be really aware of the fact of not conditioning him because I have a very big ability to be able to do that. And so I love that the amount of trust in him coming into my space so often is reassuring. And I love that I'm aware of his energetics and my energetics. So I can just, you know, keep my energy within myself and allow him to develop and be in his own energy. Mm -hmm. So to me, I love that that's what Ra'uruhu said. And I believe that, you know, if from the time we have a child or as soon as we become aware of it, we can really step back and understand the energetics between us. To me, that's going to be really powerful. And that same goes in business. So any sort of collaborations, if we take on a business partner, you know, create a program together with somebody, a lot of collaborations There are things in our human design charts that can really stand out. Like I did a reading with a lady and she just like, she kept talking about money. And so I looked at her chart and I found that she had one gate of the channel of money. So each channel is made up of two gates and then it completes a whole line. She had one gate of the channel of money and she loves to collaborate with people. And she kept talking about maybe getting a business partner and she kept talking about money. And I said, well, why don't you just right now, sit down and write down five names of people he would love to collaborate with, and then look up all of their human design charts. See if anyone has that other gate to complete the channel of money. That might be a really good business partnership. And, and actually at the end of our reading, she's like, could I do a, cause you can lay charts over each other and see companionship, electromagnetic connections, all of that stuff. And she wanted to schedule a reading with her and her intimate partner. And he had that opposite gate to complete the channel of money with her. And so that was really fascinating because they work really well together. And that was like the answer to her question of, you know, how to move forward in her business. So, um, so cool. Yeah. Let's talk about the different types so people can follow along too with like what a projector, who a projector is and a generator and a manifesting generator and how all of those can show up in business. Yeah. So the manifester is about 9% of the population and they are really this very traditional sort of leadership person that we think of in the industrial age. Like when they walk into a room, everybody knows they're in charge, have a big energy. They're very much here to inform us. So they're great on social media. They can just project and inform and say anything they want all day long. And it comes across as being energetically really perfect for them. So that's about 9% of people. Like, I mean, Andrew Carnegie is what, even though he's not on social media, obviously, but would be most likely a, 
I look up people's charts all the time. I'm like, every time I get in a conversation with anyone about like, a, am like, oh, there's actually a great website that has most famous people. If you just Google their name and human design, you will, you'll find other human design. Yeah. It's interesting. I, Mark Zuckerberg's is really, it's actually really similar to my youngest son's. Yeah, very fascinating. I'm actually going to look it up. I'm just curious. But yeah, really, I mean, we've had very few big leaders in our country and in the world that weren't either manifestors, generators or manifesting generators. It's just, you know, the energetics. He's actually a, a manifesting generator which is not surprising. So that also is like a very natural leader. People perceive you. You have a big, huge enveloping aura as a manifesting generator. So, you know, attract a lot of people to your space. And then a generator and manifesting generator. So this is actually all one group. So there are four main types, manifestor, generator, projector, reflector. Generator has a branch manifesting generator. That means that you have a channel that connects to your throat and you have a little bit more of that manifester type energy, more of the, a bit more of the informer energy. Um, and manifesting generators are really the builders, the doers, because it's the majority of people, it were really the builders of society have been generators and manifesting generators. Think of a factory worker. Think of people who can show up every day and do the same thing over and over and over again. That's, you know, how a lot of things, buildings get built and things get made. So that's the typical, the most common energy type. And so most people perceive that as the correct type for everybody because it's the majority, because it's what the industrial revolution was built on. Parents tend to apply that sort of energy to your children should get up and do their chores and do this and do that and check everything off their list. And that's, yeah, it's not an appropriate energy for everybody. It is for generators and manifesting generators. Is it even public education in the United States? Yep. Assembly line. Yep. Stay in yep. Your, your lane. And they don't, at least my experience with both of my kids who were at totally opposite ends of the box, if you will, like they don't know what to do with those kids. And I think it's starting to shift right now Yes. in public education, but there's so much space to really allow kids to learn differently. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, the public education system is really a byproduct of the industrial revolution. So it's the exact same mentality and work ethic of the nine to five, you know, get worker bees in place, all of that sort of energy that is beneficial to, you know, it is beneficial to the collective as a whole. We have people who are obedient and can show up and do their thing. But there's so much more to that energy that needs to be allowed. And yeah, I totally, I feel like our school system is starting to see, you know, that there's a huge variety of people in the world. And that is just not appropriate for almost half of people. Right. And so there's got to be another way. Um, right. Yeah. Manifesting generators and generators are the only ones who can fall into that like full day work you know, eight hours straight sort of energy consistently. None of the other ones are meant for that way of working at all. And it's inappropriate for them. And the other types, manifestor, projector, and reflector, they're on their own timeline. And when they're ready to do something, they can do it three times faster than anyone else, but they have to be, has to be exactly when they choose to do it. I'm laughing because that's so true. Like I really 
am only productive from March and like re- like hyper productive from like March until the end of June yeah. in September until like Thanksgiving. I love that. Yeah. And it's great that you know that. And I think, you know, if we have children who are any of those three types, you know, explaining what it is that we expect, but allowing them to do it in their own way. I think that is the best way that we can support them. So, you know, like I can tell my, you know, if my son wants to help me with something, if he wants to rake the leaves, I can just get all the tools ready, line them up in the garage. He can do it anytime, any day he wants. I don't really care when he does it. Whenever he gets up and gets going, doesn't matter when or what day or anything, he yeah. can just do it. And he he will do it cheerfully. He'll get it done really efficiently. He'll feel really satisfied. So I think we need to, yeah, that's where the school system fails people because if 30% of people are only meant to be, you know, at their, what we would consider peak, which isn't true, you know, for three hours a day, what about the other five hours? What are they going to, they're just going to, yeah, they're going to be getting in trouble. They're going to be, because <laughs> they're, they're bored. Right. Yeah. So I think it's really important. And it's interesting that you, you know, you were talking about the school system changing in human design. There is this new paradigm shift that is, you know, we're in the evolution toward this shift, which I mean, we've seen a lot of of evolution in the last 18 months, and it's only going to move exponentially faster in the next seven years. I mean, the way the world looks right now and the way the world looks in seven years will not even be the same thing. And I think that things will just change so rapidly as we become more and more aware of these things and energetics. And I think, you know, you talking about working more seasonally, that to me is about, you know, timing, being aware of energetics, the way the universe works when that's all so important and are showing up every single day, Monday through Friday, every month of the year isn't really appropriate for anybody. No, no. I mean, like I haven't worked that way for years. So, and when I do, it backfires. Like, so, and I mean, for as long as I can remember, like December, everybody else is in their holiday stressed out thing. And I'm in like complete hibernation mode. And then like, I'm happy to go see people, but I'm not doing a lot in general. Like I eliminated a lot of things that I used to do that made me crazy. And I'm very intentional about what I include because it's like all dark and it's cold and Philly. And I just want to sleep like a bear. So I myself that and then come mid-January I'm like kind of back to my coming out of that I guess but I plan my business around that yeah I love that I think and that's really you know this all gives us permission to do that and it's not about we're not being selfish by doing that it's actually correct like that's exactly what you are supposed to do doesn't mean that's what anyone else is supposed to do but that's what you are supposed to do and I'm sure there are lots of things in your chart that would (laughs) would say that but yeah (laughs) yes and you are a projector so projector is the next type and that is 20% of the population and I love projectors I do readings with people and they find out they're projecting like I don't want to be a projector I want to be a manifesting generator (laughs) well manifesting generator sounds so much more fun like I have to say I was a little salty when I found out that I was a projector, I'm like, God, that sounds like so boring. And No, projectors are, 
I love projectors so much and your time is coming. I'll just say that when I meet a projector, I'm like, it is like a ball of energy ready to explode. Projectors are really the guide, the lighthouse, the beacon. And they are truly, you know, as we're moving into the shift through 2027, projectors will rise up as the new leaders. So it is the opposite of any kind of leadership we've ever experienced before in that your goal, your purpose as a leader is to be the lighthouse, to show us the way. I mean, it's so simple and it's, it's such an opposite way of leading in the way that we've let, been led before. And so I love the projector energy and I hope that, and I'm seeing a lot of projector business owners popping up and really understanding their design and stepping into that power. It is such a different way of leading than anything we've ever seen before. And it's really powerful. Um, you know, your job as a projector is to stay in your energy. No, you know, like you're doing taking breaks when it's the right time to take breaks because your only job is to keep your light on. You can't keep your light on if you're worn out. So your job is to keep your light on. That's your purpose. <laughs> keep your light on so we can see you. Yeah. And I also love that even though projectors are only 20% of the population, I do work with a lot of projectors and energetically projectors are very attracted to generators and manifesting generators. We really are here to help elevate projectors into that leadership role. That's, that's part of why we're here. And so yeah. I love that I do come in contact with a lot of projectors and actually reflectors, which is the last one we'll cover, which, you know, it's just a tiny portion of the population, but I would say a majority of people I work with do fall into those two types. And I don't think it's by mistake. I think that there's an energetic pull because I really am here to help elevate people into that space. And you know, projector, their strategy is to wait for the invitation, which projectors don't like the way that sounds. But, you know, by keeping your light on, we see you and then we invite you to lead us because we can see you because your light's on. We're like, oh yeah, look, this is the beacon. This is the way you're going to lead the way. Will you please lead us? Yeah. I'm curious too, because I've had this experience and I don't know if it's because I'm a projector or something else, but and I've seen it with other entrepreneurs who I also don't know what their human design is, but mm -hmm. we're a little ahead of the game with things. So it's, it's almost like we've got to stand in that space so that everybody else can kind of catch up. Yeah, definitely ahead of your time. Yep. That's a big thing. And there are other aspects of, of human design charts that very much are, you're like, Everything that you do, people will just be like, what are you doing? And in five years, people think that that thing's always existed. And that was the way we always did it. It will just be so commonplace. Yeah. Makes <laughs> yes, so many different ways. <laughs> yes. So I do love projectors. I love supporting projectors. I love seeing projectors really step into this role because the time is coming for projectors to really uh, be in leadership roles. And you know, in the U.S., we really have only had one president that I know of. I mean, there I didn't, haven't looked up every single one. I've looked at many. Obama is the only president that I know of that's a projector. So, and it's interesting because he's been very recent, right? <laughs> and this is a very new type of leadership. And it's like it's not a productive type of leadership that we're used to. It's not like oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. It's not, it's just more the beacon. That's what it is. It's like, we see you, we trust you lead us. 
you don't really have to be like, we're going to do this and we're going to change this. And we're going to, which is what a lot of presidents or leadership people, it, it makes people feel like there's something to believe in. But the thing to believe in is just like this beautiful mission that we can all unite in. And that's the thing to believe in. And there's, we don't have to be a, let's do this and let's do that. It's just, we're, we're moving out of that, moving out of that way of thinking and way of doing things. And then the last type is a reflector and reflectors have no defined energy center. So all of the geometric shapes in the graph, in the chart are white. So they have no defined energy centers and reflectors being 1% of the population are rare. And I actually have quite a few friends who are reflectors, surprisingly. And it's such a beautiful energy. They are here to reflect back to us our reality. So it's like all of those energy centers being undefined, it's like they're mirrors. And so when we're with a reflector, we just can see straight up exactly what the truth is. There's no, you know, we can't pretend anything. We can't pretend the world's fine when it's not. And, you know, the undefined centers, not only do they reflect, but they amplify. Mm -hmm. And so they do have to be really careful with their energy. They need to, you know, their living environment needs to be very safe for them. The people they're around, the things they let into their brain, all of that stuff. They need to be very clear on why they're here, what they're here to do, because they can get filled up with everyone else's information, ideas, and kind of lose themselves easily. I noticed that more with projectors. Projectors do tend to have a lot of undefined centers reflectors tend to be very spiritual people. And I can think of a few more famous reflectors, Teal Swan, she has a big YouTube channel, very much in the spiritual space. And then my business accountability partner is a reflector. She's also an astrologer. And even before she knew about human design, which she just had her reading this year with me, she already was, you know, big boundaries, knowing you know, no, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to participate in any holiday events. I don't, you know, I don't enjoy that. Um, just being really clear about your boundaries is important when you have a lot of those white undefined energy centers. For me, and I, I mean, I'm not a reflector, but it's exhausting, but that's like, if I don't keep some of those boundaries, that's when I get sick or like, I just feel yucky to put it in a very oversimplified terms. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. And it's just, you need to be really clear on your energy and what you expect of yourself, who you are. And then you can just immediately say no to things that aren't correct for you. You know, and that comes down to the, we have an inner authority in human design. So there are seven different inner authorities. Yours is lunar authority or no authority. But that is like how we make decisions, how we assess what opportunities are correct for us and how we go about our decision-making process. So the lunar authority, I mean, it's interesting because you do have a lot of characteristics of a reflector in your trait, in your chart. <laughs> and projectors typically do. They typically do have a lot of undefined centers. But the lunar authority is really when an opportunity presents itself, you need to allow time to pass before you commit to something, right? You know, never just, you know, decide what your policy is when someone asks you to do something so that you can reply to them without giving them an answer. You know, if it requires that, like, 
lunar authority does mean, you know, traditionally a full lunar cycle, which obviously, you know, it doesn't have to be that it could be, you know, waiting till the next cycle of the moon, you know, three days or something like that, a shift in energy so that you can see in the moment when you, you know, when that opportunity comes to you, how you feel, and then three days from now, how you feel, and then you can assess whether it's correct for you or not, because a lot of other energies will flow through you and other people's expectations. And so you will just say, and then you'll know in that moment when you've allowed all that to come through you and you've released everything that's not yours, uh, what is appropriate for you. Um, Which totally makes sense because not only do I have a general like sleep on it philosophy where like I've got to feel a certain way before I give a yes with particularly with big decisions, but I also have kind of created my own set of parameters with when, which I'm operating. And if it doesn't fit into that bucket, then it's a hard no very quickly. Yeah. That's, it's really good to know to me. That is, I mean, there are many pieces of your human design that are really important. I would say inner authority and profile and strategy are like the most concrete you can apply to the real world really easily because there are some inner authorities like splenic or sacral, which are, you just have these strong internal responses in the moment. And that's your answer. You don't have to wait. And then I have emotional authority, which is, I have that strong sacral response, but then I'm supposed to sleep on it before I say anything because I get really being a manifesting generator. I think I have unlimited energy. So I'm like, oh yeah, sure. That sounds really fun. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, eh, no, maybe not. So I just don't say anything. I just wait until the following day and then I can respond to people. So to me, that's really important. And then our strategy, each of the four strategies has, or each of the four types has its own strategy. So everyone that's a manifester has the same strategy. And that's really how to move through the world without resistance. So like for you, it's wait for the invitation. So keep your light on, allow people to invite you, you know, into their project as the leader. And Um, I think in that approach with sales too, mm -hmm. like if I get into a place where I'm like, where I'm pushing, right. I'm not allowing, like I'm really pushing from I don't even want to say a place of lack because I don't really get there anymore, but where I'm like, Oh, I need to bring on a bunch of people or, you know, I want to grow really fast or then nothing happens where if I'm constantly in that place of one, keeping my boundaries, my parameters, but also being very intentional and open things just land in my lap. That's exactly how human design works. Yes. And it's such a, passive approach to life for all the types that I mean other than manifestors they are actually initiators and and all of that but all of the other types we are actually all of the opportunities that are for us are just right here around us and we just have to energetically accept them as ours that's it we just have to be like yep that one feels good yep that one feels good and then depending on your inner authority you can release it after you go through your cycle if you decide it's not actually appropriate for you but i love that and then i will say uh, to wrap up the other part of human design that i think you know business wise or you know immediate application to life would be profile and i was saying mine is a 4 6 and the 4 is really that networker so i know I need to make one-on-one connections with people and that's how I build my business. And, you know, it just feels really natural to me to do it that way. 
And then the six is the natural leader, the role model. And so I love knowing that just makes me, it's really like how you show up in the world, you know, sort of your role on the stage in the world. And it's something that that's a part of human design that if you know someone well, and you know, human design, you almost can guess at least one of the numbers of their, one of the lines of their profile, because it's so apparent. It's just a thread that's run through their whole life. And yours is five one. And the five is really that natural problem solver. And so there's a lot of beauty in that. I will say the one thing to put your boundaries up around that are people see you as like a problem solving magnet. So you might be the one who everyone brings every problem to because you can solve everything, but you need to be really clear on why you're here and what you're doing and solve the problems that are aligned with that and let other people solve other problems. There are plenty of problem solvers in the world. You don't need to solve all of the problems. And then Um, this is what I love about this is that there's so many pieces that I'm like, yep, doing that. And it gives you that space. And I hope everybody that's listening can kind of resonate with it. It gives you that space to look at attributes, characteristics, behaviors, things that, that bring you up, down, et cetera and make little shifts so that you feel more aligned more of the time. Cause it's so easy to get pulled out. Like it is. And I feel as more people become aware and this is only one, I mean, there are many self-awareness tools. This is one of them. And so many of them work. And I feel like the more, and it's becoming, I mean, astrology was like one of the top Google searches for like a month. I mean, during the <laughs> pandemic, yeah, early people are like, oh, we need to find other answers to things because nothing is making any sense. Right. So I think, you know, as these things become more mainstream and more widely used, yeah, um, I think it will shift things for a lot of people. Yeah, it's really powerful. And then you also have a one line in your profile, which is the investigator. So, you know, you have to prove everything to yourself. You have to do your own research on things. I always tell people when I'm doing a presentation about human design, if you have a one in your profile, you don't believe anything I'm telling you right now. And you're going to go find out for yourself if it's true. (laughs) (laughs) And they all start chuckling. And then at the end, they're like, you're right. I really did feel that way, but it was amazing. And I felt, you know, I felt all of it, but I am going to go look it all up. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many aspects of this. And I mean, and we're just touching the surface. So just the surface. Yes. People that have never heard of human design, they're like, holy camoly, like that's just a ton of information. And some of it makes sense. Some of it may not. Some of it, if you're a projector like I am, you know, you may be identifying with some of the things that I'm sharing as well. For somebody who wants to delve into this a little bit more, right, you're offering and very generously, but offering a reading for those people who want to find out what type they are and how they can utilize that in their business. Yes. Yep. I do one-on-one readings and I, you, we can focus on anything. Some people want to focus on, you know, relationships or they just really want to get to know themselves better, or they want to, I mean, some people are really familiar with astrology and human design and they've had a couple of human design readings, but they want to have a session specifically on human design in their business. And we just shape the whole time around getting really deep on a few things that they can really apply to their business and, you know, really asking them, you know, what's your main, what are your main struggles? And then looking at their chart and helping them, you know, sort of see where that's coming from and where they can use that. Yeah. Um, It's such a great asset and a tool 
even if you don't, I mean, there's a whole, there's a huge book and obviously you've been certified, et cetera, but just having that to keep you, as I said, aligned, the more tools we have to be able to follow our passions is so critical for me. Yes, it is. And you know, one thing I will say is it's a lifelong process. So you don't need to feel overwhelmed. I would say just pull up your chart and energetically feel what's calling you to learn more about. It can be one tiny thing because it is just energetics. There's nothing to believe in your head. There's nothing to understand in your brain. It's energetic. So you look at your chart and something might just be calling to you. Just Google what that is or buy a book and look it up. And then you begin to feel inside yourself what that feels like. Oh yeah, I do make decisions like that. That is how I make decisions. You can feel yourself moving through the processes in that way. You just become aware. You become aware. It's a lifelong process. So there's no mastering it. There's no finding the end. There's no understanding all of it. It's just a lifelong process of moving deeper and deeper into the energy, becoming more and more of who you are, stripping away any conditioning that's happened in your life. And it's just, there's no good or bad. There's no judgment. It's just energetics. And it's just a tool to really get to know yourself better and to learn to appreciate yourself and others fully. This is awesome. Missy, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Share with everybody how they can connect with you. We will have the link for the one-on-one reading in the show notes. So definitely use that, get on Missy's calendar, but where can people connect with you if you're not on social? I actually am. I do have social media accounts. Yeah. in the readings for the rest of this year um, are at that discounted price at 111. So if you want to get a reading, that that's perfect time to do that. My website is tasteofsimple.com. And then I am at Taste of Simple everywhere. So that's on Instagram, Facebook. And yes, I love Pinterest. So I am on all of those places at Taste of Simple. And I do check them every day, even though I don't post. I do Insta stories. I do DM people. So I am on there. Not creating content. It's all good. Missy, thank you so much. I feel, I'm just so grateful to one, be able to chat with you and learn more about, about human design, but to be re-inspired and like, oh, I've got to go check out my report again and see where I'm aligned and where I'm a little bit of out of center. Yeah. I love it. It's just an ongoing evolution that we get to experience like everything in life. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And for everybody who is hanging out with us, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders.